Hello everyone, this is Vladimir Stafford. You are listening to Aging with Grace 50 Plus. Season 1, Episode 11, Younger and Older. Recording date, Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Please enjoy. This week I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be older in our current culture. I'm 65 years old and all my life I've been aware that we are in a very youth-centric culture. I think that is a reflection of the buying power of any one demographic population and the consequential, consequential reflection of that buying power in the media. Of course, my generation is the baby boomer generation and we have had the predominant buying power all my life. I am very thankful that all my needs and wants have been catered to by manufacturers and retailers and advertisers and real estate agents. I haven't always had the money to buy what they're trying to sell me, but it just seemed nice to know that it was out there. At the same time, I was aware of consumerism as a religion and did not want to partake in that. I also was an environmentalist and didn't want to contribute to the pollution of our planet. I breastfed my three sons and used cloth diapers, for example. We were a one-car family until I went back to work full-time when our youngest was in school full-time. I have always recycled and composted. I hate wasting resources of any kind, including money and time. I'm pretty old-fashioned and frugal. So now that I'm 65, I'm seeing a lot of commercials catering to health problems and retirement funds and Medicare insurance and prescription drugs. Is that what older means in our culture? If that's what the media is trying to tell us, is older a time of focusing on our money because maybe we won't have enough to last us until we die? Is older a time for being sick? Is older a time for taking lots of medications? Please don't let the commercials define you. Getting older starts when we're born, of course. Good health starts when we're born. If we're going to be healthy when we're older, we need to try to be healthy when we're younger and throughout our lives. I read something on Facebook a few months ago that is so true. It said, if you don't make time now for your health, you will be forced to spend time on your sickness in the future. Let me repeat that. If you don't make time for your health now, you will be forced to spend time on your sickness in the future. But let's talk about getting older aside from our health. Let's pretend that we focused on being healthy all of our adult lives. Let's just think about what getting older is about. Let's not be in denial and pretend that we are going to be forever young because that's just a lie. No matter how hard you try, you cannot make yourself young, truly younger. Just like every living thing on the planet, we start out as a seed and we grow and mature and then we become very ripe and decay sets in and we die. We all want to pretend that we will be fully functional and independent until we die in our sleep one night at the ripe old age of who knows. 100 seems to be popular these days. That's my goal, to live to be 100, fully functional, and die in my sleep at age 100 plus. I also know that I am not in control. I know that the statistics do not reflect what I want for myself. The statistics say that someone turning age 65 today has almost a 70% chance of needing some type of long-term care services and supports 
in their remaining years. Women need care longer, 3.7 years, than men at 2.2 years. One-third of today's 65-year-olds may never need long-term care support, but 20% will need it for longer than five years. And that's from a government website, the Administration for Community Living at acl.gov slash LTC. That stands for long-term care slash basic needs. So modern medicine has progressed to the point that we can keep people alive a lot longer than was formerly possible, but at a reduced capacity for independence and quality of life. Of course, the healthier we are, the less likely our chance of becoming disabled. That is why I try to eat right, exercise, learn as much as I can about good health practices, get my sleep, and practice good safety habits. Fear is a great motivator for me. I do fear being disabled and having to rely on someone else for my basic needs. I am a goer and a doer, and I hate being sick. Just yesterday, I wasn't feeling well and could not accomplish the list of things I wanted to accomplish for the day. I didn't even feel like reading. All I did was sleep and watch television all day. What a waste. As I said before, I hate all kinds of waste. It pains me to see people who have accomplished great things in their lives reduced to lives of watching television all day, day after day, because of the loss of their health. Or maybe it's because they think that as an older person, that is what they are supposed to be doing. But that is not the way it should be. Yes, we do get older, and the case sets in before we die, but it happens way too soon for some people. Current thinking in the medical world is that you can stave off the decay process if you move enough. It must be the right intensity and the right duration and the right amount. I say five days a week for me. An hour of high intensity each day and no sitting around the rest of the day. That's what I say for myself. And I think that's probably good for most people. So please don't think that after you retire, you can sit around all day doing whatever whether it's writing or reading or Facebooking or working at some hobby like sewing or whittling. If you're sitting more than 20 minutes at a time, you're speeding up the aging process. Sitting is the new smoking, no matter what your age. You were made to move. Walking is the best thing for you. If you can't walk, you need to figure out some other way to get aerobic exercise. Bicycling is not the same. It's not as good as walking, and swimming is not the same. It's not as good as walking. You need to get your heart rate up and keep it up for at least 40 minutes, five days a week. There's a great book out there that's been on the New York Times bestseller list over and over called Younger Next Year by Harry S. Lodge, M.D., and Chris Crowley. Dr. Lodge was a gerontologist, and Chris Crowley was his patient. He was a lawyer. Chris went to see Dr. Lodge because he was 70 and didn't have much energy and just didn't feel well. And after a year, Chris saw such an amazing improvement in his health after following Dr. Lodge's plan for improving his health that he decided to write a book about it so he could share it with others. Dr. Lodge's plan includes seven main to-dos. Number one is exercise six days a week for the rest of your life. He says six, I say five. 
Sometimes I exercise six days a week. But anyway, number two, he says to do serious aerobic exercise four days a week for the rest of your life. And three, he says do serious strength training with weights two days a week for the rest of your life. And four, spend less than you make. Number five is quit eating crap. Number six is care, just care, period. Seven is connect and commit. I have memorized his seven rules by condensing and paraphrasing them into four rules. Number one, exercise five or six days a week with aerobics and weight training. Two, eat good stuff and not bad stuff. Three, have a relationship with someone who wants to get healthy with you. And four, have a mission in life. I think it's good that Dr. Lodge and Mr. Crowley included spending less than you make as one of the rules, but for me, I think of managing my money well as included as part of my mission. And I've created the Flower of Health also as a visual, as a visual diagram and reminder to help me and others make healthy health decisions. In any case, I recommend reading Younger Next Year for everyone, no matter what your age. Get healthy, no matter what your age, and we're all getting older. The healthier you are when you're younger, the healthier you're going to be when you're older. I see human life in three phases. The first phase is from age 0 to 30. This is the youngest age phase. Ages 31 to 60 is the middle age phase. Age 60 to death is the older phase. We must make good health decisions in every phase, but of course, of course, the older we are, the more poor health decisions will have a negative impact on us. I know I can't bounce back from a night of lost sleep in my 60s like I could when I was in my 20s, for example. As we grow older, we are more sensitive to drugs, including prescription drugs, nicotine, caffeine, alcohol, and all toxins. Let me encourage you to ask your doctor if he's considered the fact that the drugs are usually um, dosed according to a man in his 30s. And I think it's a certain weight man in his 30s. And really the dosage should be tailored to you according to your sex, your weight, and your age. Please ask your doctor. It never hurts to ask if they've considered that. Have you ever pictured yourself as an older person? Or did you ever picture yourself as an older person? Many of us baby boomers thought we would die before we got old, including me. When I was younger, I never thought I would live past 50. I don't know why. As you may have heard me say before, I grew up in close proximity to older people because I spent my summers with my grandmother, who was a nurse, and she went into older people's homes, and my mother was a nurse and worked in a nursing home, and then later did private duty in older people's homes. And I was part of a large extended family that included older people in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we visited them at least monthly, sometimes weekly. I watched my own great-grandmother get older. She passed away at age 93 when I was 30. So maybe as a young person, I just couldn't picture myself as being that old. Maybe I didn't like the way getting older looked on my paternal grandmothers with whom I spent the most time. They were not athletic at all. They did not exercise at all. They didn't even walk much. Their hobbies included sitting a lot. I do remember attending one 
yearly paternal family reunion where I saw a woman that I was distantly related to that was in great shape. At first glance, she looked to be in her 20s or 30s, slim and muscular. Later, I found out she was in her 70s. I remember thinking I wanted to be like her when I got older. I liked some of the things that I saw as part of getting older, the respect and the knowledge and the obvious security and comfort that I saw older people experiencing. They all seemed content in their place in life. They all had a great sense of humor and a positive attitude. My maternal grandmother was a different story. I did not see her very often because she lived far away. She walked a lot because she never owned a car and had an active small farm that she managed and worked on her own. She looked younger than her years, but she showed signs of dementia in her early 70s and died of complications of Alzheimer's at age 78. I look a lot like her and am scared to death. I may have Alzheimer's someday. So what does getting older mean to you? What are you going to do with yourself? How are you going to spend your days, your hours, your minutes? Are you going to be like a lot of people after they retire and just sit around? Or are you planning to travel? Are you going to spend time on your hobbies? Let's change our culture's conception of what getting older looks like. Getting older does not mean getting slower and less active. Getting older does not mean fewer friends, fewer activities, less money. If you see yourself as traveling when you retire, please try to approach this prospect realistically. Traveling is great, but it's very expensive, and it's hard to have an exercise program while you're traveling. I don't think traveling all the time is a good way for me, personally, to spend my older years. Yes, there are some things I would like to see before I die, but I don't want to be constantly traveling. There are many things I would like to accomplish before I leave this world, and I can't accomplish them and travel at the same time without a great deal of difficulty. I know everything's remote now. I can do, I can almost conduct every business transaction possible over the internet, but it's a challenge because when you're traveling, you want to spend time soaking in the sights and learning things and it's hard to find time to work. I've tried it. And I don't mind it part-time, but I don't want to do it as an ongoing thing, even if I did have the money. <laughs> as I said in a previous podcast, we have to love ourselves in order to begin to get healthier. And we have to get healthier in order to age well, to be independent as long as possible, and have the best quality of life as long as possible. I think that when we love ourselves, we can begin to love other people. And when we love other people, we will have a mission of some kind. And that's part of aging well. We will want to help other people, which in turn will help us. If you don't love yourself, please get help. I know there's a stigma around getting counseling as if it's a sign of weakness in our culture, but you need to get over that so you can love yourself and have a good life. Let's show this younger generation how to age well. Let's love ourselves and others. Let's get help if we need it, or I should say when we need it, and let's help others. Volunteer work is really good for people of any age, but after people retire, they often have more time to spend volunteering. Please research all the volunteer op opportunities in your area and pick one or two that appeal to you and volunteer there as much as you can, still making time for exercising, of course. 
Working out should be your new job after you retire. You may have never thought of yourself as an athlete, but the definition of an athlete is someone who is trained or skilled in exercises, sports, or games requiring physical strength, agility, or stamina. Everyone can become an athlete if you aren't one already. So after you retire, your new job is to be an athlete, and your part-time job should be to make the world a better place by having a mission. Volunteering is a mission. If volunteering does not appeal to you, maybe you have an idea and would like to start your own mission. Maybe you'd like to start your own business or your own nonprofit organization. Or maybe you are broke and need to work in order to live. You don't have any money to retire or travel. I don't know why. It happens. If you don't have any money to retire, you need to work. In that case, you need to pick a job that you like and can do to help others. It's very difficult to find a job if you're disabled or even if you're just an older person, healthy but older, it's difficult to find a job, but don't give up. There are organizations out there in your area to help you get a job. Age discrimination is a very real thing in our culture, ageism. Don't let it define you. Fight the prejudice. There are people in our world who think getting older means getting stupider, getting more feeble, weaker, vulnerable. They are bullies by nature and like to pick on older people, just as there are some people who like to pick on children. There are people who abuse older people. Be on your guard against them. Abusing older people is a crime. In Kentucky, where I live, it is the law to report the abuse of an older person. Even if you only suspect abuse, it is the law that you report it. It is not up to you to substantiate or prove the abuse. There is a hotline number. It's 1-800-752-6200. I repeat, the abuse hotline, the older person abuse hotline number is 1-800-752-6200. That's for Kentucky. It, if you're in a different state, you can probably Google it and figure that out. Unfortunately, statistics show that self-neglect is the most prevalent form of abuse affecting older people. And self-neglect begins with pretending that we're forever young and not preparing for the natural course of events as we get older. It's from not being in touch with reality, not looking at the truth. And then financial exploitation is the second most prevalent form of abuse of older people. There are predators who prey on older people to rob them of their money. Unfortunately, most often these predators are family members. This is the truth. We must face the truth in order to grow older gracefully. The truth is that we are growing older. The truth is that we will die someday. The truth is that we may have an emergency and need some help at some point. The truth is that even if we don't have an emergency ever, we may lose some of our faculties and need some help. The truth is that we need some help to make a plan and to implement the plan we make for growing older. The truth is that no matter where you are in life, no matter what your age or health condition, there are steps you can take to improve. Each one of us is unique 
Everyone's plan is going to be different from one another's. Each one of us has our own idea of what it means to grow older gracefully. At Aging with Grace 50 Plus, we help our members make a plan. The plan usually includes a financial plan and a legal plan and a medical plan and a lifestyle plan and an insurance plan. We work with your lawyer, your financial planner, your medical insurance provider, your doctor, and anyone else you would like to have involved in your plan for growing older gracefully. Have you heard the saying that we don't plan to fail, but we fail to plan? It's so true. We don't plan to fail, but we fail to plan. And if you fail to plan, you will fail. I don't want you to fail. I want you to succeed at Aging with Grace. I want you to be fully functional, independent, and have all the money you need for the lifestyle you desire for the rest of your life. I want you to live as long as possible, as well as possible. But you have to have a plan. It doesn't happen magically. It will take some work on your part, but we will help you. Please call us or email us. Just Google Aging with Grace. If you're in the Lexington, Kentucky area, you can stop in at 743 Allendale Drive, Monday through Friday, 10 to 4. But it's best to make an appointment. Please call 859-539-2147. That's 859-539-2147. Call us to get started. I hope to hear from you soon. Until then, or until our next podcast, I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.